Welcome to the first episode of The Root of All Business. This is your host, Chaz Bear. And I know you heard it correctly. Um, I have gone through a rebranding exercise and now the podcast is called The Root of All Business. But that doesn't mean that I have changed anything else. I mean, we are still going to have great guests on the show and we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, business, everything business related leadership marketing sales uh, so everything within the within the umbrella of business we are we are going to cover um we're going to have guests in you know who are thought leaders experts and have been in the in business for for a very long time we're going to you know share their journeys and their expertise with you so i really i uh, wanted to give you an update on that and also i wanted to share now i've done 41 episodes and really wanted to share some of my thoughts uh, so far the guests that I've had and uh, their wisdom that they've shared and I've learned from them and applied in my life and business. And being uh, 2020, a new year, uh, here are some of the key things that, that I've picked up and, le- and learned and applied in my life and business that's really helped me. One of them is, uh, you know, knowing your why. I mean, almost every guest that I've had, uh, whether they have, uh, regardless of the size of their business, whether they're one-man band or you know, they have a team of 15, 20 or a team of freelancers, regardless of the size of their business, regardless of the size of their turnover. One thing that they've said is that, you know, knowing your why is key and very important. Whether you're an employee, freelance consultant, or whether you are a leader in your company, uh, a CEO or, or running your business, knowing your why is very important. You know, when you're, when you're trying to having this healthy relationship with failure, uh, I remember a few episodes ago, uh, we had Miha. He's call, he calls himself the fail coach. And one of the key things he's covered that every one of us, uh, regardless of what we are doing, is going to go through failure. Uh, what really helps us and keeps us going is having this healthy relationship with failure. So, um, and, and how do you have this healthy relationship with failure? Knowing your why will help you carry on, will help you keep going, will help you with your momentum. And when that why is really strong, failure just seems like a step, a learning step, rather than something that's going to knock you back and, you know, push you back and, and, and um, kind of stop your momentum. So it's, it's very crucial to, to know your why. And I've, I've mentioned that myself many, many times. There are days uh, when I feel down, when I feel that uh, I no longer want to do this or, uh, you know, something happens and something's not going my way or I'm not getting results. Um, you know, I take a couple of days off or a day off where I can, and I really, you know, do nothing and then come back and really think about what I really want to do in life and reconnect with my why, reconnect with my purpose. All of a sudden, I get back into my my zone again and my my, my energy comes back and I and I go, go ahead and, and carry on and do that. So knowing your why is, is key and very important. And this is one of the key lessons that I've learned from my guests so far, every single one of them that's, that's come on. Second one is... Um, Keeping things simple, you know, keeping it simple, not not complicating your day, your your month, you know. I don't know about you, but what I tend to used to do was having a list of ten things or fifteen things and trying to achieve in one day. And then and some days I was able to do that successfully, some days I weren't. And what will happen is that'll kind of roll on um and I might have two or three days where I have done, you know, fifteen, sixteen hours days, feel really good that I've put so many hours in and then all of a sudden this crash comes in and, and then I crash and then I lose a couple of days because I haven't been able to be very productive. 
and I've lost that momentum and then it kind of resets back again and I do the same thing over and over again. And one of the things that I learned was, you know, keeping things simple. Now, for for example, keeping a one-page plan, one-page plan that kind of has your yearly goals, which kind of connect with your, uh, you know, monthly goals, connect with your weekly goals, connect with your daily goals. That might be two or three things you want to do in a day or a couple of things or four or five things you want to achieve in a week and then month and then kind of all kind of fits in. And that's not just for you. Um, you know, as as a business owner or, or as a leader, it's also for your team. How does how can you bring it down enough and keep it simple enough for it to fit on one page, but at the same time keep it simple enough and keep it on track that your team's team goals individually for them kind of their personal goals connect with the professional goals and their professional goal connects with the company goals, and that's the route you want to go, and that's where kind of the the energy is created. That's where you know success is created. That's where momentum is created, um, and people stay connected with their most most um, people, most employees cannot understand you know how a company goal at a very high level uh, connects with their goal. Uh, when you can show them that, when they can see that on paper by doing what they're doing, what they can achieve, what that will achieve makes a massive difference. Um, it's like it's almost like you as a leader, you you as a business owner. Um, you know, doing 80% of the work and not getting a reward for it, but 20% of the work produces the goods. So, and you as a, uh, you know, you as a person at the top of the chain can see that, but people below that perhaps can't. And that's where a disconnect starts to come in. What we want to do is we want to show everyone in the company, whichever level they're at, that what, you know, every step they're taking, everything, every task they're doing contributes to the bigger goal. And what's their contribution in it? People want to see their contribution. It's not going down the down the rabbit hole and they never get to see again. That's what makes you know companies like Google and Facebook and all the big ones uh, really successful. And that you for you as an entrepreneur will uh, and as a business owner will really keep you on track, keeping things simple, keeping things on uh, to your tasks, your goals on one page, not overcomplicating it. And and yeah, perhaps uh, accountability partner. Keep it simple and short enough for you to commit to it, and then having an accountability partner where you can—that could be a coach, that could be another team member, or could be anyone that you that will hold you accountable for you to deliver that—and that'll really keep you on track. So that was the second one: so keeping things simple and create a one-page plan. The third one was events. I was, to be honest, I'm like most people; it really scares me to uh, put an event because you have we have similar fears of you know. Is it going to be great? Is it going to work? How many people will turn up? What am I going to say? You know, all that kind of stuff, all the kind of fears that we have. And an event um, can be, I remember Stephanie coming in um, in one of our episodes and she talked about events. And I'd really recommend that you do check out that episode. That was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. It got a lot of value out of it. She talked about for every one hour you spend, creating the content for your event and practicing you need to do three hours of marketing so for example if you're planning to do an event let's say let's say we are at the beginning of march and you're planning to do an uh, event at the end of uh, end of march so you need to spend one week so let's say the first week of march uh, planning and creating your content and practicing it and the next three weeks just promoting it so one to three ratio that's that's what you need to follow and it could be a great way to really connect with an audience really share your story and gauge what works what doesn't work and at the same time if you create that event and invite even just five or ten people make it really small enough 
invite five or ten people and and uh, tell them what they're going to get and and see what they can how they react. You can really surprise yourself and deliver deliver a lot of value. And 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 yeah, that could really be a game changer for your business. And and also um, within organizations as well, you know, if you're a leader, if you can ask. Your, what's really effective is getting creating more leaders within your company, creating people that take responsibility for their role, thinking like an entrepreneur in your company. You know, each one, each person is an entrepreneur within entrepreneur, so rather within the organization. They own their role. They really take it in. And how can they communicate? How can they come up with a presentation or um, an event where they can share their knowledge across other mem- uh, other members in the company that really helps uh, cross train peers and um, i remember when i was um, when i was working on one of the transformation projects if you had people coming from different departments can't name the name of the organization but it was a it was a it was a big organization and and i remember one of the people came from hr and we had someone come from the sales team and give us a small presentation 20 minutes of exactly what they do what's the process they go through when they're going for a new bid and a new sale um, and how it really works and it was really good to learn and see how and these weren't the leaders in the team leaders or, or you know that they were they were just team members and said you know what I'm going to do a presentation and you're welcome to come and it really kind of opened doors and you really kind of learn and you really can contribute and tell tell them tell other teams where you think you know when it comes down to you so for example if a sales made and it comes down to you where the gap is because we know sometimes salespeople can overpromise and by the time it comes to you you think that's not possible to deliver in this amount of time so that's where it kind of really opened the doors holding events it doesn't have to be you as uh, you know holding events to uh, you know have more customers which is a great way to do it but also internally in a business as well holding kind of small events where you kind of learn about each other make it fun make it interesting and share what different departments do. So yeah, that that can be a great way to uh, you know build a team culture and learn about each other's jobs and 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 also yeah generate business for you for your company. And number four is, what does your story say say about you? We know now that the a lot of automations coming in, a lot of uh, you know from lead generation to sales generation to people are using more and more you know bots and uh, lead generation tools and all of that. But what really adds value is is human connection. Me sharing this podcast with you, you know, if I share my story with you or if you share your story, what you really got to understand is what does your short story say about you? And that's what we want to share. That's it's a it's a connection economy. We want to make connections with people. Why do we connect with the story of Facebook? Why do we connect with the story of, you know, Tesla? Why do we connect with the story of Apple and Microsoft and you name it? Yes, it's a vision, and yes, the person behind it is sharing a story, and we connect with that story, and that's why we both buy those products and those services, and we get, and and forget them, we buy their books, and we we listen to them, and you know, we. I, I remember I said I would only work for um, this is a few years ago. I said I only I'll only work for somewhere like Google because they do amazing stuff because I really connected with their story. Uh, I thought it'd be pretty amazing to work there. They work on cool stuff. You can move around within the company. They really leave you to your devices. They allow you to think of, um, you know, spend 10% of your time to think of new ideas and share with the company. Um, and and they have the, the the power to invest in your ideas if it's a good idea, it's a feasible idea, and, you know, it'll get heard and it'll get recognized and all that kind of stuff. So all that, all that was very important to me. 
so so you really you want to kind of write down your story regardless of where you're you know what you're doing in your business what role you play in your business or in the business that you're working in what does your story tell about you or what will it say in a, in 10 15 20 years time uh if it says something that you don't want it to say then maybe it's time for that change or maybe it's time to reevaluate re- your goals so you can change that story or if you're you know running your own business right now what does it say about you how can you utilize your story and use your story to work with the type of clients you want to work with build a team that you want to build and and really go make your company a success so yeah so these were kind of my key points that I wanted to to cover one more thing as well i was doing quite a lot of research in the past few months about you know how how is really how to build a great company culture how to how to connect the leadership of organizations with its people especially in the technology organizations because i have a technology background how does it how do you connect the two um you know all, almost all the companies start with the vision of becoming these days especially with the vision of becoming the next google the next facebook but where their values and their vision gets lost is you know when they start to grow at one point or another and usually this is about you know when they hit about 5 million mark turnover and about 15 employees now the company becomes big enough and um company becomes big enough and they can't the 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 owner the ceo cannot communicate with every single person he can't give them the same amount of time when they w- were able to when the team was a lot smaller so it just starts to become more about growth and within that growth the company starts to grow really fast but at the same time they lose that culture you lose they lose that x factor about them and and, and everybody starts to feel like a number in the company the politics start to kick in and um and really the company becomes a corporate and eventually if it's fast enough with high turnover basically becomes a company that nobody wants to work for they are just there for the money you know from that vision and that mission it really becomes a money making machine um and its people become pretty much numbers during that research there's five key things that i identified that i want to uh quickly talk about here as well so first of all is people you know what really people problem is one of the biggest you know and that includes things like ineffective leadership lack of communication um internal mobility the second one is process you know um if processes are complex and which which they are in most organizations um you know they're not reviewed or they're not improved you know if someone if you if you come from the school of which most organizations do if it's not broken why fix it doesn't mean you can't go and review it and can't go and improve it and can't go and learn from other organizations or you know try out to make it make it better um over time things change as the company grows things get complicated then how do you fix how do you move on with the times um and thirdly you know complicated process creates a lot of waste and we want to be as lean as possible we want to get from point a to point b in the most efficient way by not compromising any security or any confidentiality but at the same time get there in the quickest possible way and the easiest way and third is planning now most companies are perhaps very clear on their vision but not clear on their priorities if a company has too many priorities they don't have if everything is important then nothing is important so the the key three things that you need to keep in mind and you have to need to have a clear vision you need to have clear priorities and that's every single person in the organization and finally you know everybody needs to have clear defined outcomes um there's a reason the big 
for companies, you know, your Apples and Microsofts and Googles, why are they successful? Because there's clearly, clearly defined outcomes for everyone. Um, and that's where planning really comes, comes in and becomes useful, really. Fourth is, sorry, pr uh, productivity. So productivity, when do people become productive? When they're in the right environment. Um, you know, if, an, if, if it's an environment created to be focused on, you know, if you have those narrow times where you have blocked out three or four hours where you can do you produce your best work, um, that's where, um, and they're in the right environment, that's where, that's how productivity increases. Now, for example, let me give you an example of a, of a physical environment. So if you're in an office building where they expect you to come in suits and boots and become very tough and, you know, work eight hours straight a day, that's not a healthy environment. That's clearly shown. I mean, you have seen uh, Sweden moving to and some of the other countries are moving to six hour days because they've learned that humans can't possibly work eight hours a day straight. And more, most people don't do that. A workplace needs to have that variety of, you know, being more flexible, you know, people should be able to work from anywhere, being a bit more open in how you kind of, unless it's customer facing or if it's required, that's a different story. But if it's not required, you don't want to hold people to, people want to be very comfortable and then they produce the best work. They become really more productive um, and resilience. You know, you get 10 different priorities and, you know, you have, and you want to achieve and you might get more projects. It's being, learning, being able to, learning to say no to things that will, you know, that come your way that are less important and saying yes to the things that you should. So, um, you know, in most situations I've seen where you have one manager coming in, giving you one piece of work and then another project manager comes and giving you another piece of work and then you keep kind of getting bogged down. So you really want to make sure that you are resilient enough, you have enough power, you have, you you feel empowered to say no to certain things and be being able to being able to deliver the work that you said you're going to deliver. And number five being performance. So how do you stay engaged and motivated? That really comes down to, you know, do you find your work interesting? That really comes down to the why I was talking about earlier on. Is your why strong enough uh, in the company you're working right now? Whether you're, you're in a job or you're doing something right now, you know, your own business or a consultant or freelancer, you're only going to be engaged and motivated if you think the task that you're doing contributes to something, the work you're doing is meaningful for you. That's how you're going to stay engaged and motivated. Not some external, someone will come in and say something and pump you up. That's not the answer. The answer lies in, you know, you doing the task you're doing, the work you're doing, whatever is it you're doing. How that does that connect to your big goal? And also, how does it, what is it, what's the end goal of that? How will that achieve the end goal? That's what will keep you engaged. And this constant learning and development that needs to be done, you need to constantly learn and challenge yourself and develop. In the book called Flow by, by Mihai, he mentions that you need to have enough stress to push you, but need to be comfortable enough to just in that right kind of zone, not too tough and not too, you know, so a bit tougher than what you were doing, but tough enough that you can do it. That's the kind of zone where you kind of stretch yourself and you really find it challenging and you really kind of develop yourself. And uh, you really need to open and learn different skills. Now, I myself, have, you know, take different random classes. Um, sometimes it's piano classes, sometimes it's Spanish classes or cooking classes or one of the other. I just go to different places and experience different things. That kind of stretches my mind. When I was learning to play piano or, or, or you know, learn Spanish or painting, one of the key skills that's taught me that is patience. That really taught me how to be very patient. 
with certain things you need to be calm and relaxed in order to deliver your best work and and you know trying different things really helped me and and then i can go back into my piece my work where i'm an expert at and really apply the principles there and finally performance has a high impact on the culture of the company so if you're highest in a team of 5 people if you're highest person let's say you're on a service desk or a help desk as an example because i come from an it background i'm very familiar with that so let's say a team of 5 people on the service desk your your best person in the team closes 60 tickets a day and the next pack closes 20 um now you know that 60 is the benchmark what we want to do is we want to get everyone to as close as 60 as possible um once we get that consistently we have a team of high performers and then we can get push higher up and higher up and gradually we can push them up so if you have one person that's really on a, on a high and the others are not that kind of clearly shows that there isn't a challenging enough challenge in in the team there isn't enough kind of the right vibe the right energy in the team or the company you know if you if you go somewhere i remember going if i may give this example i remember going from one gym to another from my local gym where you know on average you'll see on a busy evening you'll see a handful of people perhaps two or three where where they have a really good physique and the rest were pretty much out of shape and i remember changing that gym and going to another gym which was a lot more expensive i'm talking about one was 25 pounds a month the other one and the other one was about 90 pounds a month when i went to the one in 90 pounds a month in a busy evening you will see at least 15 16 people minimum at any given time in amazing shape so that really encouraged me to push my game and um it started to look i started to feel that i'm not pushing pushing myself enough and so it's the environment the 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 culture the people around me and culture isn't things like ping pong tables and sunbeds and all of that at work and uh you know you know amazing facilities like you know that's what google offers and people say they want to work for google and i was like that as well thinking they're going to um you know get all these facilities they will but the real meat the real price is the work that you're going to do and that's what we need to build you can have all the facilities and if the work's not engaging and it's not what it uh you want it to be sooner or later you are going to be you know you're not going to be motivated you're not going to be engaged and you're going to be frustrated so yeah these were the five observations i wanted to share with you when i thought i was doing some research and uh, i'd love to hear from you to see what you think um i am planning to run a workshop on on these five key pillars that help organizations um so if you are an organization you know have 15 employees and above and have a, f- f- a turnover of 5 million um i'd love to hear from you connect with you and really help you share share we share with you these these in a in a workshop through a workshop or training and yeah and that's where we end the episode and um stay tuned like i said earlier on so we are going to cover stories of companies and entrepreneurs and thought leaders and experts on everything business and leadership and once again thank you so much this is your host Jasbir and thank you for listening to the root of all business